could smell the altar before you could see the altar. There was a curtain, a tent, uh, or a, a fence, if you will, a curtain surrounding the tabernacle. You couldn't see past that anyways. You had to come to the door. Friend, Jesus is the door. Hallelujah. I said Jesus is the door. He is the way to the Father. Hallelujah. You had to come to the door to see what was inside. But I guarantee you, you could smell the altar before you could see the altar. What was the tabernacle itself made of? Badger skins? What else? Thick woven linen. Things that absorb smell. When they broke down the tabernacle for journey, and all of the, 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 the people, the Levites that took care of the, uh, the maintenance of the house of God, they would break it down, they would pack it according to God's instructions, and they would carry it through the desert. Friend, I guarantee you that as they were carrying it through the desert, you could smell the smoke of the altar still on the lens and on the badger skins. Maybe it wasn't as pungent as when the fire was burning that sacrifice all the time, but if you drew close, to the packed up tabernacle. There were two things that generated vibrant odors in the house of God. One was the altar. I'm sure sometimes it smelled good. Cooking meat smells good. Burning meat, not so much. So there was a phase, I'm sure, where it smelled pretty good when the sacrifice was burning. But then it got to a point where it was pungent. And it was eye-watering. And that smell was all permeating. But when you walk past that altar, you make your way to the, the labor of brass. You wash yourself before you go into the house of God. God said, if you don't wash yourself, you will die in the presence of God. They would wash themselves, and they would step into the holy place. Rarely the holy of holies, but commonly, daily, they would step into the holy place. And when you stepped into the holy place, you saw three things. You saw the table of showbread. You saw the candlestick, which always burned, and you saw the altar of incense. Coming out of the smoke of the altar, which was acrid and pungent and bring tears to your eyes, then you step into the holy place and you're met with a permeating beauty of the incense. That always was burning in the presence of all. You went from the ever-present smell of smoke outside to the ever-present smell of incense. From the bitter to the sweet. From the 
rough and raw sacrifice to the refinement of beauty. Can you step into the dimness of the holy place? You knew that you were just feet away from God's dwelling place on the earth at that time. And you could feel that presence of God even through that thick curtain that divided the holy holies from the holy place. But friends, as you step into that room, to the casual observer, it may look empty because there's only three relatively small pieces of furniture, a table of bread, unleavened bread, a candlestick burning, and this altar of incense. But friend, I promise you that room was not empty. Hallelujah. That room was full of the beauty of holiness. That room was full of the glory of God. I promise you, you wouldn't feel lonely in the house of God. Hallelujah. You would not feel alone in that tabernacle, that holy place. When you step into that room, it was filled with the beautiful smell of the incense and the sights of the candlestick and the bread, which we know represents the word of God. And the candlestick represents the prayers. Hallelujah. And the incense as well represents prayers. And the, the enlightenment of the Holy Ghost. So many things go into that. But friends, that place was special. And if you walked close to that tabernacle packed up and being carried around the desert, probably first you would smell the smoke of the altar. Get a little closer. Get a little closer. You're going to smell the beautiful sweetness of the incense that was burning in the holy place. Psalm 141. Psalm 141. Oh Lord, I am calling to you. Please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as what? As incense offered to you and my upraised hands as an evening offering. David, as he wrote these words, was thinking of what I just talked about. He associated the smell of the altar with the approach to the presence of God. And he further associated the beauty of worship as he stepped into the incense of the holy place. And he combines those two things and he says, Lord, please, when you see me, when you hear me, I want you to think of the altar. And I want you to think of the altar of incense that brought such pleasure to you, God. When I walk into your presence and I begin to pray, I want you to smell the incense. And as I lift my hands, I want you to remember the altar. The 
Revelation chapter 8. Revelation 8. Verse 3. Then another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar. And a great amount of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense mixed with the prayers of God's holy people ascended up to God from the altar where the angel had broken. Now, of course, this is the precursor to the wrath of God being poured out, fueled by the prayers of the saints. But just pause and savor that for a moment. Think of what David just said in Psalm 141. Let my prayers be incense. Let my upraised hands bring to you the thought, the memory of the smoke of the altar. And then as John the Revelator watches in that vision, an angel brings a gold incense burner. And God says, Here is a here's a lot of incense. I want you to mix it with the prayers of the saints and offer it as an offering on the altar. You see, the two are inseparable. They're two different kinds of smoke. There's two different kinds of altars. But friend, they mix and they mingle as they rise to the presence of Almighty God. I told you you could smell the smoke before you could see the altar. It's been a while. It's been too long. But I remember oh so vividly the various times that people have stepped into this house of God. You begin to talk to them afterwards, Brother Jim. And they look at you with a look of a little bit of confusion and a lot of wonderment. Here's what they told me. I was driving down Everett's Road and I felt something get a hold of my heart and say, You need to go into that house. You can smell the smoke before you can even see the altar. I've had others say they were walking down the sidewalk and God's presence swept them into this house of God. They said, I just felt the drawing. I needed to come in to the house of God. Friend, this needs to be an altar where the prayers of the saints are lifted up continually. This needs to be a place where the incense of the prayers of God's people rise up to God. Brother Barrios conducts Spanish language services, but we don't like that. We leave service. We walk out of here about one o'clock usually on Sunday afternoon. They come in about 3.30, 4 o'clock and begin prayer for their service at 5.30 or 6. Countless times Brother Barrios will talk to me that evening or the next day or even the next week. He said, Pastor, 
you guys had a good service Sunday morning, didn't you? He's crying at it because I know what he's saying. He said, when I walk into the house of God, it feels so good. He said, I can just feel the presence of God permeating the house of God hours after we walk out. Frankly, when we walk out, where do we go? Go crowd. We're not being all spiritual the rest of the afternoon for the most part. But you know what? God is still God. And God is still in this house. Because we have raised the incense of our prayers to him. And he has responded with the beauty of his spirit. As I preach to you about renewing the altar experience. I pray to God that the smell of smoke never leaves. This house. I pray to God that the devil can't spray the breeze on the curtains and get rid of the feeling of God's spirit. I want the smoke to be in the paint. You get enough smoke in a place, it's actually going to bury itself. The particles of smoke will bury themselves in the paint and you can't scrub it out. Sometimes you have to paint over it. Spoke of the Holy Ghost that the walls begin to shake. Hallelujah. Does that sound familiar? The place began to shake, said Isaiah. I saw the Lord. He was high. He was lifted up and his train filled the temple. And he said, Smoke filled the house. There's an altar experience. Generate smoke. As we get past that first intercessory phase, as we get past that phase where tears are being shed, where you said it well, Brother Jim, where we confess our sins, where we call on his name, where we pray for healing, where we intercede, where we pray for the lost, where we pray for those who are struggling, where we just pour out our souls. That can be a rough kind of prayer. That can be a difficult kind of prayer. That can literally bring tears to your eyes. When you pray long enough, my friend, I promise you, you're going to move past the altar of, uh, of sacrifice and you're going to find yourself at the altar of incense. Hallelujah. And as you lift your hands to God and as you call on his name, the smoke turns from acrobat and the smoke begins to rise into the presence of all I want this house saturated with prayer. Hallelujah. I said I want this house saturated with prayer. I believe that the house of God is so full of the Holy Ghost. Friend, if someone's shadow could fall on them and they're healed. If someone is so full of the Holy Ghost, that they're walking down the street and their shadow falls on somebody and they're healed. I believe that there can be enough residual power of the Holy Ghost that you walk into this house, no one else around. I believe you can be healed in Jesus' name just by walking into the house. I believe it. I believe that you can find deliverance in the house. 
I believe that you can have prayers answered in the house of God. Jesus said this time, this demon does not come out except with prayer and fasting. I don't think you wait till you find that kind of devil and then go start praying and fasting. Amen. You better be saturated with the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You better have the smell of the altar on you when you come against the devil. I want us to tend to the fire in the altar, morning, noon, and night. I want there, thank you, those who come during the week and pray. There is a fire that burns throughout the week. Hallelujah. Thank you, those who pray even at home. You can't be in the house of God, friend. If you're truly praying, God is going to hear that, and he's going to respect that. Hallelujah. Friend, I need for this church, I desire, I beg of you, this church, that there be prayers every day of the week. Morning, noon, and night. When God wakes you up in the middle of the night, you talk about that, Brother Finger. When the Holy Ghost wakes you up and you can't fall back to sleep, don't go looking for some pill to knock you out. Why don't you start talking to God? Why don't you start interceding? Why don't you say, God, if I'm awake, Maybe you need me for a reason. And put a burden on my heart. And let me pray. Hallelujah. Friend, be led of the Holy Ghost. And let's let God be God in Christian Apostolic Church. Aaron's sons died. They brought the wrong kind of fire. The incense didn't burn the same with the wrong kind of fire. And friend, if you know anything about cooking, you cook in an open flame, you know that cooked food doesn't cook the same and doesn't taste the same if the fire's on. Am I right? Aaron's sons brought the wrong kind of fire. And the resulting smell was not pleasing to God. Casual observer, well, that's all pretty good. God says, What are you talking about? It's the wrong kind of fire. And his anger flashed upon him. It's gone. We need to bring the right fire. We need to bring the right we need to bring the right sacrifices. We need to lay them on the altar. And friend, instead of running away from the smoke, let it envelop you. Let it seep into your clothing. Let it saturate your spirit. When you walk away from the altar, I hope somebody looks at you at H-E-B and says, where have you been? Church, hallelujah. I built something in there. I want people to feel something when they're around me when I leave an altar of prayer. Hallelujah. I want them to feel something in this neighborhood. I want them to feel something wherever you are. Let them know that God has come down and touched them. Hallelujah. 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 Hall
saturation of smoke. Saturation of nonsense. Let it be prayers. Let it be intercession. Let it be uplifted hands. Let it be prayers.